Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award-winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits. Banking staff nationwide are being trained to spot the signs of financial abusive or abuse and coercive control. And this move follows research which found that over 20% of women and of aged 18 to 34 do not have control over their finances. And the Banking and Payments Federation of Ireland says younger women also find it difficult to collect money owed to them. The training by Women's Aid helps or aims to help staff recognise customers who may be subject to financial abuse or coercive control. And according to the research carried out by Amoric on behalf of the BPFI, 22% of women aged between 18 and 34 years of age do not have control over their own financial affairs. Control over finances can form part of a pattern of coercive control and coercive control is a continuing act or pattern of acts of assault, threats, humiliation and intimidation or other abuse that is used to harm, punish or frighten their victim. So how do you spot the signs of financial abuse? And Suzanne Doyle is an ex- is experienced trainer and public speaker and an accredited mind coach with the International Association of Mind Coaches. And she joins me on the line. Good afternoon to you, Suzanne. Hi, Niall. How are you? Uh, Suzanne, it's very complicated. We all know what domestic abuse is and we all know what physical domestic abuse is. But it's very complicated and very difficult sometimes to spot a sign of, say, financial coercive control where you put somebody in a position where they can't actually leave you because they can't afford to. That's very difficult to spot, isn't it? It is, and it, it, it's insidious. And, you know, and what you were saying there, yes, you can spot physical abuse um, a lot of the time. It's more recognisable. But where financial, where financial abuse is involved, it can be huge psychological abuse there as well and gaslighting. And sometimes the person who's been abused doesn't actually recognise it and doesn't see it, see it as abuse because it may be normal for them. Mm-hmm. It's... And and, and I I absolutely understand that because I spoke to somebody recently who was in a situation, a relationship for many years where they were controlled financially. And it was only after they left the relationship, they recognised in hindsight, looking back at their relationship, that there was a huge control. Yeah. Yeah. And there's there's different ways of doing it. It's not necessarily that they will have zero control. They They may have the responsibility of all the finances, not have the means to do it. The means may not be shared. You know, so there's different elements to it as well. Yeah, and I suppose this comes down to nowadays people keeping their own bank accounts or having joint bank accounts and all that. And I know the mood changes, generally speaking, in relation to that, whether people feel you should have a joint bank account or not. But I suppose for your bills, people like to do that, particularly couples. But this primarily, you say, would probably affect women more than men. Traditionally, I suppose, when women women were working at home, it absolutely did. And is that still the case now in a lot of cases? It can be. It is. um, Sometimes there the person, they have to become a homemaker because they're not allowed to work outside the home. And the way that's done, it's not necessarily saying you are not allowed to work outside the home, but they make it really difficult for them. Mm-hmm. They might, if they have children together, they might say, oh no, you're not sending our child to a, to a crash. You know, you bring up your, you know, you bring up our child and they put that stuff on it. Or they might harass them in their job. They might um, embarrass them. They might uh, send in anonymous complaints about them. Oh, you know, and would you people do that? Do, do, do couples do, or well, individuals do that to the people they're supposed to love? Where there's abuse, yes. That's horrendous, isn't it, to even think that somebody would do something like that? Yeah, and that's the thing. It's the, the person who's been abused feels that this is a loving relationship because that's what they're telling them. But the behaviour doesn't match up to what they're saying. Mm-hmm. 
You know, so if you're for people listening today, and I'm sure there's many people across the country listening today, thinking that's me, and they can identify it. How? What are the signs? I know the banking sector is starting to train staff to to look out for certain things, but how can you spot this? Like, or if it's your sister or your friends or your brother or somebody, how could you spot this? Or what are the signs? Yeah, and it's great to see that the banks are getting this train, and it really is wonderful. Um, so it's looking at so if it's yourself. Um, do I have any, how am I allowed to make any decisions where the finances are concerned? Do I have access to the joint account? Or, you know, because in other ways, so when you have a joint account and with all the online, you have to be connected with your phone. Yes. And PIN number. Do both parties have that PIN number and access attached, you know, that phone attached to that account? And are they free to use it? Exactly. You know, and, and all, are all their finances going into that account, whereas... The, the partner may have a separate account as well. Mm-hmm. And that's my money. No, you don't need to know what's going on there. That's my money. I earn more, so therefore I get to have this. Yeah. And you can, you can take what's left over there. Well, can you take <laughs> No, and that's the thing. You know, that I've, I've supported so many, so many people over the years, and I've had people on the phone that have not been able to leave the house for two to three days because of their monthly cycle, and they have no money to buy essential. That's incredible. And you, and you know, when you think back to my mother's era, um, uh, my mother now would be over 100 years of age, she's still alive or close to that anyway, but in her era when they were married and my dad came home on a Friday and gave her the money for the messages or whatever it was, that was absolute complete financial control and that was normalised in society at the time. Um, but we don't believe or we wouldn't like to think that's the way it is now. We would imagine we have learned by the mistakes of the past or the way we, we lived in the past. Yeah, you would you would hope so, but where domestic abuse is, I mean, that's been going on for years, mm. and that control has been going on for years, but it's been silenced, it's been hidden, so it's it becomes very normal in that relationship, especially if it starts off that way. And if where the emotional abuse is chipping away at that person's, you know, um, confidence, self esteem, so they they may not be confident to or certain to be able to say, or maybe if they do ask for money, they get the silent treatment, they get they're punished in some way. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, or they're questioned about every penny they spend. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. I, you know, I, I genuinely believe that couples should talk together, particularly if it's a, a large financial purchase. You know, I mean, and, and obviously oh. talk to each other. Of course, that's a, that's a, that's a given in any relationship that you must consult your partner if you're making a large financial purchase that would affect the family income. But you know, when you're you know if you're out, suddenly you buy a pair of socks or something like that, or you're putting petrol in the car, or you're, you're getting your lunch or something like that, and you go home and either your wife or your husband starts abusing you over the fifteen euro you spent to feed yourself. That's when it starts becoming dangerous. Yeah, and they and I've seen, I've heard that you know people actually go through the Aldi receipts. Well, why did you need that? Why didn't you get the Aldi brand rather than this? You know, and actually picking every single thing, and also the phone bill has gone to the partner. Okay. And second, everything on it. Why be on the call at this time and for this amount of time? And you know, and who was that? And you know, and they're literally picked at every single, you know, every single corner. Mm-hmm. So, as how know, much I, each call cost? Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's shocking, and, I, and I'm even more shocked to see that 22 percent of women aged between 18 and 34 years of age feel they don't have control over their own financial affairs. That's yeah. that's actually a disturbing figure. You it know. is. It is very disturbing and, you know, and the fact that it is highlighted and these surveys have been done is, is great. It's moving forward and it's highlighting the, the fact that this is still happening because so many people think, oh, no, that was in the past. That's not, you know. That's not now, yeah. There's an equality there now and unfortunately, where there's abuse, it's not equal. 
because yeah. you know it's one person trying to control everything. Yeah, and, and I don't want, by the way, this to come across as sexist. There are very many. There's a lot of men out there who I'm sure who are being financially yeah. controlled too by their partners. That happens too. So how does somebody get out of that situation? Because I've often spoke to women on the air who have been in this situation, and their argument sometimes is, "Well, I can't leave the relationship because I can't afford to. I have no money." You know, because he has everything. He controls everything. So how do they? How does somebody get themselves into a position where they can get out of that? Yeah, it's a huge, it's a huge um, issue, and it's what locks so many people into into an abusive relationship. And you have this, well, why don't they leave? How? Where? You know, where do they go? So it is about, see, what happens when you're in an abusive relationship? You're isolated. Mm-hmm. You're taken away from your support network. They do well now, because I know you've spoken about it on the, the show many a time. You know, so it, it is about, first of all, recognizing what, you know, identifying what is happening. Mm-hmm. And, you know, saying, okay, what do I need to do? What are my options? So what I would be saying is don't change your behavior. Just when you, you know, when you do recognize that this, you know, and you want out, don't change your behavior because that could become uh, a danger to you. But it is about accessing the support. Now, there's so many ways now of accessing support throughout, throughout Ireland, you know, whether it's online or whether it's on the phone. So if you can get the right support, a domestic violence service, an outreach service, a lot of stuff is done online now, which might make it a little bit easier for you. Mm-hmm. But Safe Ireland are the umbrella network basically over all of Ireland. So if you can go onto their site, that will show you all of the, the different domestic violence services and what they provide. So it's safeireland.ie, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So they can talk you, you know, through a safety plan. They can talk you through your options, how to be able to get your finances in your own name. Mm-hmm. With the banks, with, that is great because if someone requests a confidential meeting now that they will have that training behind them to be able to listen and hear and understand and realize that not everything is black and white. And then it's it's looking at how can you, you know, maybe maybe you might be entitled to a welfare payment that you can get in your own name as well. Mm-hmm. You know, children allowance, sometimes the children's allowance goes directly to the abusive partner. So they don't even have access to that or they the abusive partner might insist, well, no, they're my children as well. I want half of that. So, you know, they're really trying to manage on Mm-hmm. And what, what's the evidence in relation to, I don't know whether any research has been done, uh, the individuals who are involved in coercive control, are they normally violent people as well? Who I mean, do the two, physical violence and the coercive control or um, psychological control, are they, do they normally all go hand in hand? No, not necessarily. You may be with the most charming person and yet they're manipulating you and gaslighting you and shipping away. So the emotional abuse where does abuse, there's always going to be emotional abuse because you're not going to stay with someone who is physically violent if they haven't locked you in somehow emotionally and psychologically. So coercive control covers isolation, it covers threats, it covers stalking, it covers them, you know, tracking all of your activities online or, you know, your physical activities. And, you know, blackmail, financial abuse, manipulation, the sexual coercion, it covers all of that, intimidation, humiliation. And there are laws now, the coercive control legislation, it is a criminal offence. So have we had any test cases yet? I think we did have one, didn't we, so far? We did. There was one convicted under the um, criminal offence of coercive control. Okay, so, but it, it is difficult to gather evidence in relation to coercive control because, of course, you know, how we define that is a matter of, I suppose, opinion sometimes about, you know, yeah. whether somebody is controlled. And it is one person's word generally against another, unless, I suppose, there's financial evidence or statements to, to, to back it up. But so it is a difficult one to prove, isn't it, sadly? 
It is. It's very difficult. And you will find also that if you're putting all your... And another thing, and, you know, I think you might have mentioned it before, if someone is putting all their money into the joint account, the partner, the abusive partner is actually buying everything for the house. They have all the receipts. It's all in their name. And then if the separation or divorce or anything comes up, you know, they're saying, well, no, I bought all of this. There's, there's the proof. So it is very yeah. difficult. No, because I, and I do know somebody who was in the situation, whether it was a male, uh, it wasn't a female actually, it was a male that was in the situation. And I, and I know it is primarily females, and I'm not denying that, but I do, it was a, somebody who knew. And he basically, he was the one earning the money, and he had to go cap in hand to his ex-wife at the time, uh, looking for money. So he had to go, like, literally, you know, almost afraid to ask for money for petrol, almost afraid to ask for money for his lunch. He had to go cap in hand to her, and he spoke to me about it, about how at the time that was normalised in his life. He just accepted it. But when he looks back now at his life now and the way he has the freedom to just you know, walk into a shop and buy a takeaway if he wants to, um, he said the difference now is unbelievable. I mean, that he he feels at that particular time it, it was certainly coercive control. Yeah, and there's a lot of gaslighting there to, that will go on underneath mm-hmm. in order for it to be accepted as normal. Yeah, and and for people who don't understand the gaslighting, of course, this is where you treat somebody so badly. But every now and again, you do something really nice, just as they're about to, I suppose, uh, blow a fuse. You do something really nice to them to bring them back in again. Well, that's the that would be the love bombing as well there, and it brings you on a whirlwind. But the gaslighting, they also they can alter your your own perception of reality. So if you're saying this is this is white. No, it's not white. That's actually cream or it's yellow. No, it's not. And they can actually convince you and wear you down or else you might have to feel that you're defending everything you say because everything you say has been questioned and picked apart. And, you know, so it's, it's really about... And they can play the victim very well as well and make you feel that you have... You know, mm-hmm. they put all the blame on you. So you're to blame for their moods, for their everything. So that's all part of gaslighting as well where you actually accept the responsibility of their behaviours their moods, their, you know, everything they mm. say. And you find, and the one way of checking to see, are you being gaslighted? Just to see, you know, am I walking on eggshells? If they're in a whatever mood, if they come in, you know, am I questioning myself immediately to see what did I do, what did I say? You know, almost I'm, afraid to say that you bought something today or something in case the person flips. Yeah. 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 And I, I'm looking, there's loads of texts, by the way, coming in from men and women, by the way, but suggesting they're in that position, by the way. And here's an example. Somebody said, I'm a self-employed tradesman and my wife uh, takes all the profit and at most I'm left with 20 euro. Uh, I don't mind, uh, but she even arranges my haircut, which she pays for, and I don't go out uh, without uh, with pals as I can't afford it. Uh, but I do couples nights out, which she will pay for with the money I've handed to her. Uh, banks won't see this abuse because the tradesman does not work and wife owes... Or looks after finances or something. Oh, does the finances? Uh, it's very common. Okay, and that's a kind of common situation. Somebody else yeah. says, by the way, I'm in. I've been financially controlled for the last twenty years. I've been married to a man who's just pure evil. But I find myself in a situation with two children that I have no option because if I leave, I have no money to shack up again with my children. Uh, yeah. So that that's coming from both sides. There, that's classic. They're classic examples, aren't they? They are, and it's you know, and it's very common. It's more common, and what happens is people are so ashamed. And the degrade is that she's publicly humiliated if their partner is buying all the rounds and they're saying, you're not even getting around there, me. Yeah. You know? She even, she, at the end of this one, she's arranging his haircuts. I, I shouldn't, you know, a, a smile at that. But I mean, that's, see, for almost us thinking about that, that doesn't even seem right. I mean, you'd say, how would somebody allow that? But people do allow it because they get into a comfort zone and into it, some level, of, they believe that's normal behaviour. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, 
but they'll also present, I'm doing this for you to take the pressure off you. I'll organize this. You don't be worrying about anything. I'll do all of this. And before you know it, they're in control of everything. Yeah, yeah. You know, and build up from there. It's like, you know, it can be presented as, well, I'm doing this for you. I'm doing this. But and how, will, how will the bank, sorry, just finally in relation to because I'm running out of time here because it's an, it's an intriguing, intriguing topic and so many people are affected by it. But how will the banks be able to spot this? Well, there's going to be, you know, it's looking at what... Um, what are the accounts? Do the if they say it's a joint account, and do the do the account holders, the joint accounts, also have their own individual accounts? Okay. Or, and also the access to the online banking. Do the two people have the full permissions and the full access to this? Do they both have a card? Do the, are they yes. both using it? In other words, you can tell which one is using a card and which one's not. Or are they both? Are they yes. both using it? With the online now as well, it, it, it'll come from one or the other phone number or it can be both if both are using it, using it equally but it's also looking at the you know at the, at the direct debits all bouncing back are they all being unpaid mm-hmm. you know are they, given, are they having to constantly you know and that can be normal as well that you have to you know get overdrafts and stuff like that just to pay just to you know that may not be abuse but it's looking at all of the factors you know and it's it's also having the chat you know with are you uh, do you have access do both people or mm. is it just one that's dealing with everything? You know, are they signing for, looking for big loans? Are they looking to remortgage the house when they don't have means? Or, you know, so there's, they, they will have access to this information from the bank. So they will be looking at, they will be given the, the, the training to look for these signs where that there, there may be possible, yeah. possible um, coercive control going on there and financial abuse. All right, well, listen, it's an intriguing topic and I know it affects so many people across the country. And I could spend two hours reading out all the texts that we're getting in, both for men and women, by the way, can I point out? I want yeah. to be fair. So I, but we could spend about two or three hours, you know, talking about it, and particularly in relation to gas bombing and love bombing, which is, or gaslighting and love bombing, which you mentioned earlier on there as well. They're all very intriguing. And I must have you on again, Suzanne, uh, maybe for a little bit longer and we can chat more about it. All right. Yeah, listen, thank you very much indeed, Suzanne Doyle. Uh, I appreciate you coming on the air. And now... I'm looking here at um, just uh, if anybody wants or has been affected, I suppose, by anything that Suzanne was talking about or we were talking about, you can contact Women's Aid and the number is 1-800-341-900. That's 1-800-341-900 or Men's Aid on 01 That's 01 55 Suzanne mentioned as well that if you want to find you know, a particular resource to help you, um, you can contact or go online to www.safeireland.ie and you'll find your local number to ring on that website. Indeed, if you believe you are the victim of coercive control or financial control or physical violence or domestic violence or whatever it is that you need help with, you should be able to get a resource from that website, safeireland.ie. Real people, real opinions, real talk radio. The multi-award winning Niall Boylan Show. Classic Hits.